Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded Taurus, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. For this episode, I have my friend, Nikki Lawrence. She owns a healing center in Georgia. She is one of the sweetest people I know. You guys are going to love her. She's a healer. She's intuitive. She's a psychic medium. She's a sound healer. She's a teacher. She's a mentor. She really does it all. I've taken my Reiki's master's with her. She's phenomenal. Personally, I've done two of her shamanic healing sessions. And every time that we connect, I'm learning something new. She has a lot of wisdom. She has a lot of experience. We dove into Nikki's childhood. She shared a little bit of her near-death experience at a young age. We talked about her connection with God, her spirit guides, the divine. Nikki shared uh, a bit about protection, how to protect yourself, how to ground yourself, how to clear your energy, and also pulling cords. And that's right, not cutting cords, pulling cords. This is something that's life-changing that I just learned during this episode. We did some rapid fire towards the end of the episode, and then we ended the episode with a nice guided, personalized meditation from Nikki. So just get prepared for if you wanted to save the ending part of the episode for a time where you're able to take that time to yourself, maybe lay down, have an eye fold on, close the bedroom door. That way you can fully just meditate with Nikki. You guys are going to love this episode and you're going to love this guided meditation. I want to welcome Nikki to the podcast. But yeah, how would you like to introduce yourself? Well, my name is Nikki Lawrence and thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I own a Monarch Healing Center in Sauté, Georgia, and I am a healer. I am a medical intuitive. I am a shamanic practitioner. I do sound therapy. I talk with animals. I'm a Lightyearian Reiki practitioner. I do many, 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 many things. Yes, you have a lot of tools in your toolbox, you always say. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, I don't even know how to introduce you. There's so many things that when I think about you, I'm like, yeah, you definitely are a jack of all trades. Uh, I know I don't have you here all day. But yeah, a little bit of how we met. We were working with the same teacher, Daniel John, um, but we weren't in in the same class. We have like a meetup group for after, like for people that's taken the class. And then sometimes we would meet up over Zoom. So I think that's where we first met. And then I remember from the first night that I met you, we were all laughing because there was like all these orbs going around you and it was like a light show. 
<laughs> I was like, what is going on over there in her house? I need to go over there. <laughs> Every time you connect, there's always orbs flying around you, which is really cool. But yeah, and then I was just like very attracted to your energy. And I was like, okay, what do you do? Like, what's your story? I really want to know. And then we got to know each other a little bit. We have the same birthday, May 13th. Which That's is really cool. But yeah, I don't think I've met anybody who had the same birthday as me. Okay. So yeah, I think I just want to start maybe like take it back to your childhood. Like I want to know like how you grew up. What was little Nikki like? That's a loaded question. No. How is little Nikki? Well, um, it's delicate. It's delicate. But I mean, I'll go at it as best I can. You know, I was the youngest of four. It was kind of um, different growing up. My parents had gotten a divorce. I don't remember a ton. There's like moments I don't remember. Growing up was unique, I would say. I don't know. I lived with my mom and I had experienced two stepdads. Neither one were awesome. Everything that could happen to a little girl happened to me. And one day I prayed to God. Um, and this was a day that I remember quite vividly. I was out in the living room and I was coloring a booklet for my mother. Um, I was probably nine, 10 years old, somewhere around there. And you weren't to, children were to be not barely even seen, but definitely not heard. <laughs> we weren't allowed to be out like in the living room. Um, and at this time, my eldest brother and sister weren't living with us because they had moved back with my father. So it was just my middle sister and I um, residing there, but she wasn't there. And needless to say, I was stapling pages together because they were still sleeping. I had gotten up really, really early. I stapled my two fingers together and he had come out screaming as usual all these really horrible things. And my mom came out trying to like smooth out the fire. Um, but I remember just going through so much with this man that I had went into the, this, you know, half bathrooms. There's some really small, I didn't turn the light on. Um, and I kept the door shut, you know, obviously went in there and I was in front of the toilet and the toilet was closed, but I was praying to God that, you know, please take me out of this because no one's helping me. No one's going to get me out. I'm never going to get out. I'm too young. Someone needs to save me, you know, because I was not being saved. You know, I think it's hard probably as a parent, if you don't see, you, you, you don't see really what's going on with your kids. I think it's probably hard for a parent retrospectively while you're in. It's like, why aren't you helping you? Mm -hmm. um, and I remember praying and I saw God's face in front of me or what I would imagine God's face would look like. Cause I went to CCD classes, you know. With my mom had me go, whatever. And I kind of my expression of what Jesus would look like, Yeshua, as you know, I use them interchangeably. But, um, I saw his face. I wasn't frightened. I wasn't afraid. I just felt peace. I felt an overwhelming sense of peace wash over me and I'm crying and like everything was going to be okay somehow. And I, I didn't know what that how was. And later that day, or maybe even the, the next day, but it was that within the two. I went outside and it was fall and growing up, I was a tomboy. So I would BMX bikes and I would swing on swings and I would one, two, three, jump, let's go fly with the greatest of ease. And, you know, I did a lot of stuff because I, I just, this is who I was, you know, 
wasn't afraid of much. And so I go out there on a fall day and my sister, my eldest sister happens to be visiting for the weekend. And um, I go out and I hop on the swing set. It's fall. The ground is not like summer. It's, it's not as pliable. It's hard as a, as a rock. And so I get up on the swing and I'm swinging and the wind's blowing her ebony black hair. Beautiful. She's such a beautiful sister. Both my sisters are beautiful. Don't swing too high. Don't swing too high. Because she was she was one who, when I was over at my dad's, she would look after me. So she was just a nurturer. But um, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to swing high. And so I, I'm swinging. And when I'm on the swings, when I was little, it was my way of being closer to God. And, and that's just how I felt about it. So I get higher and higher. I'm like, I'm closer to God. I'm closer to God. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free. This is my freedom, you know. And the chains were cold. I was on that metal rubber swing, you know, seat. And I'm like, one, she's like, don't you do it. I'm like, two, don't you do it. And I'm like, three. And I let go of the chains. And let me tell you, retrospectfully, letting go of those chains, standing in the here and the now, huge and applicable in so many levels of my life, letting go of the change, letting go of the crap that you've hung on to for so long. So I let go of the chains and I went flying and it was not pretty. I did not land on all fours. It was not good. I landed on my chest and I remember swooping down to get me. And so then she's carrying me and everything just went black, just black as night. There was nothing there, just black. And my mom was not home. I remember waking up on the couch or what seemed like I was waking up on the couch because unless I think you were half dead, you, you weren't going to a doctor back in those days, you know, and mom wasn't there. And I guess I was breathing. Apparently I believe I had an outer body experience or a near death experience. It's very hard to decipher what exactly took place, but what did take place was beautiful. And I remember I thought I was sitting up because I could see myself sitting up and I can see myself with a blanket on, but the room was filled like a stadium with all these angels mm-hmm. and where it looked like angels, but they were white and I couldn't see their faces. They're just like smushed out. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain that. They're just blurry, but they were white. And I could tell that there were forms to the head, but they were like on bleachers. It looked like because so I could see them in rows, like raised up in rows. I heard only one voice only one. And it was a male voice. And I felt once again, I felt very calm and very at peace. And he said, I could stay or I could go. But if I were to stay, I was going to help many. And I thought to myself, God, you know, I, I'm going to help many. Okay. Because no one's helping me. So what if I don't even know what that means. How would I even know what that meant at 10 years old? I'm going to help many. Okay. No one's helping me. So I want that. I I want that. So I can give that to somebody else anyways. And, but what I didn't really pay attention to was, but you're going to go through much in your 10 years old. What does that even mean? And of course I didn't know then what the outline of that was. Yeah. You just said yes, because you're like, that sounds good. I want to help people. I want to make a change. I want to be that person for them that I didn't have growing up, right? Yeah, because I really feel like, I don't know, growing up, um, felt very invisible. 
you know, not seen, not heard, not nothing. And you're very scared, you know, a lot when you're growing up and there's just a lot of different things, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I can't say that my childhood was bliss because it wasn't, but I am grateful through it. And it sounds so odd to say that it does. It's like, how are you grateful for all the stuff that you went through? How? Well, if I didn't go through that, I would never have known the contrast of what is better. I hear that a lot. And I I also feel like that to to see light, you got to see dark a little bit. Otherwise, yeah, you don't know any different from what, what you're exposed to, right? Right. No, there's no way you would. And I think there's odd beauty in it. But when I look back retrospectfully at like my mom and things like that, she did the absolute best that she could. I can't imagine all the things that, you know, maybe what her experience was as a kid and how that maybe, I don't know. I think it's different for everybody because everybody's on their own path. And so I love my mother dearly. I don't know why things happen the way that they do, you know, and it, I think it took a long time. It took a long time for, for me to see that I'm okay. But then as the years progressed, I started, I don't know, seeing things and talking to spirit or what I thought was spirit, because I didn't know. I'm 10 years old. Why am I seeing this person standing in my room? I was going to ask, like, before this near-death experience, what changed after? Like, if you had more of a connection with the divine, um, or do you feel like you had that before the near-death experience? That's interesting. Um, That's a very good question. I always felt like someone was watching over me, because... I remember I would be in this one room as a little baby and I'll never, ever, 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 ever forget it. But, um, stand, uh, being in this room in the dark, in this little room at the crib on this crib and saying, just crying, 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 but nobody was coming for me. Nobody was coming for me. And I mean, I can't tell you, there's so many things that I have as, as I'm older that I'm remembering, but more in detail, but I, believe these things that we remember are the things that are deeper layers of healing through trauma Mm -hmm. that we are now ready to move through, come through. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. There's memories that like when you're there at the time, almost like they pass and you kind of ignore them. And you're not like, I'm going to remember this experience. It's It's almost like they come in and they come out. Later in the years, like as I'm getting older, like I'm getting new memories and I'm like, why did I not have that then? And it's just, it's, it's interesting how life unfolds. And yeah, exactly. I agree with things come into your awareness and rememberings come in. I feel like they come in at a specific time, Um, not necessarily when we think that they're going to come up or when we want them to come up. I think that we tend to look at these things every day, like on a human level and they don't make sense. But on a soul level, it all makes sense. And it all is, there's all like, there's a reason for everything. I I believe also. I agree with you hundred percent. Absolutely. When trauma comes up later in life, when it reveals itself to you, I believe you have reached the emotional and mental capacity to deep dive. I also believe that when you have all these different kinds of experiences, And when you 
come through them and or are coming through them, it helps you to help others whom may have gone through similar instances. Um, it helps you to harmonize, blend, to be able to stand, extend that capacity of love and to give them tools to help them come through it as well. Does that make sense? Totally. It does. Um, it makes sense in a way where it's like if we go through something tough and we overcome it on the other side, you'll start to notice that like clients might come to you that, ha- that, that have gone through the exact same thing as you. And you're like, okay, this is why I had to go through that. And for me to come out on the other side and help other people that are going through it. So I think, definitely feel like you have that perspective um, that you would have not have had before. Yeah. Well, you're a beautiful healer and I've had a couple of sessions with you and I always look forward to them. They're very like transformational. Like I'll go in there thinking that I have one thing that I want to work on. And then it's like all this, all these things, things come up and it's like a full body experience. Okay. So how young were you? Because I know you've had like experiences of believing that there was somebody watching over you. And experiencing this, but what was like the moment or the age where you're like, holy crap, this is something that like the first time that you were, I guess, blown away by spirit and then changed your life. I want to know that aha moment. I started to see things before they were going to happen. Like I would know something was going to happen or whatever instance it was. I'm like, holy, I, I so totally saw that. And And in that moment, when you're young, it's like, what is going on? You know, this is freaking me out. And what's beautiful and how God works or how I believe him to work is with all the things that I bless to do gifts, the gifts, things I believe because I believe in him that I'm able to do these things because I'm a conduit for him. I'm just like a clear channel. (laughs) And the more that I've grown, the more that I understand, ah, how to move out of the way. But with that being said, I would say um, I started really seeing things, seeing things, including animals that have crossed over. It's going to sound crazy. It's okay, though. Was when I was in, how old was I? I probably would have been sixth grade. So that have been 12, I think. 12, I think 12 years old, sixth grade. And I was over at my cousin's house and I was sleeping on her living room floor and I opened up my eyes and I saw a black wolf sitting there staring at me, just staring, scared the, sh- scared the shots butt out of me. And I didn't know what to do with it. It just kept staring at me, kept staring at me. And I didn't understand that. So that was my like, woo moment. When you saw the wolf, did you understand that it wasn't or like a real wolf that got into the house somehow? Or did it look more like... I don't know. Did you see it more like in your physical eye or like your mind's eye? Oh, no, no, no. It was physical. Okay. Oh, no. It was sitting there and I could not understand. I mean, I literally am rubbing my eyes. It's not like, because when I see spirit, it can come two ways. I can either see them right in front of me. Like I can see them. That's usually at nighttime though. Like in the middle of the night, they like to come to me in the middle of the night. And then I'll look, look, I'm staring right at them. It's not a mind's eye. I think they're right there. I, that has happened. I can't tell you how many times, but you find that this, only happens like in the dark. Yes. It's easier to see them in the dark. You think? Yep. For me it is. Yeah. 
which is weird. During the day, I can see them. They'll show them like I'll I will look over into the field, which I call the biofield of the of the person. And there's so many misconceptions, but I can go off on a tangent. But I look off into the field and I am literally shown through my mind's eye when I'm looking there and I can see like, uh, what do you call that? A, like a projector. Like you can see the, they're projecting something, but I can see it in front of me. It's like, you know, it's like they're telling me a story and then I, they're how they look, the, they'll show me one piece and then they'll build on it. And then I, be, I expand, like say they show me like a mustache and I'm like, okay, so I'm expanding out. So I, can I see more? Can I see more? Show me more. It flips. It just flips. But this wolf, this wolf, no, he was in front of me and it scared. Like I said, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Can I say shit? I mean, I don't even know because you got to <laughs> keep it freaking real, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, scared the shit out of me. I'm not even going to lie. He was black and he was, but he would be the size of what a wolf would be like because he was in front of the couch and he just stood there. He didn't move. He just stood there staring at me. And, you know, and I have not really even spoken on this since. Oh my gosh, just, oh God, how many people I even shared this with? I think, I think I shared it with my husband and obviously my cousin. But whether she remembers it or not, I don't know, because it wasn't her thing. It didn't scare her. It scared me with my cousins, because my cousins are very gifted, too. And so is my auntie um, as well. And so I'm like, just the stuff that we have done. <laughs> it's just like, did we really do all of this stuff? Am I, I mean, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say, but you know, my cousin was doing stuff and I'm like, whoa, you know, holy cow. Cousin channeled. I thought, gosh, I wonder if I will ever be able to do that one day. Yup. <laughs> um, and so, but I never really realized exactly what that would even look like moving forward a few years um, into my high school years. I would have friends of mine show me pictures of potential guys to date. There you what go. do you think about this guy? And I'm like, and I would see like a, this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And no, but if you want to go for it. Get like information about the guy and then you'd be like, not for me, but maybe for you. Yeah, definitely. And because it was for them, but it was never for me. They're like, they always wanted to get my advice because I would see stuff. What do you think about this? What do you think is going to happen here? And do you think this? And I'm like, well, this guy here, and I would give a list, you know, if you, if you want to do this, go for it. And then back then I didn't know that, um, ah, oh, there's so much I've learned, you know, I wish I knew you back then when I needed guy <laughs> advice, you, you'd be like a perfect matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know about that girl, <laughs> but, uh, and then they would, they would, they would go on the date anyhow, you know, and they come back, you know, after trying to date them a few times, a few weeks or maybe a month or whatever. Holy shit, Nicole, you are right. I can't believe it. And I'm like, I can't believe it either. Cause <laughs> I'm just as blown away as you are. I just thought yeah. I was imagining things and, mm -hmm. you know, cause you never really know. It was nice no to get that validation 
in a way where you knew they were going to go anyways. And, but at the end you're like, okay, well this does add to like more, I guess your confidence and building the skill. Right. Yeah, I think so. And I didn't even know that's what was going on. Do you find that you, you get like that when you're with people too in person, or do you find it easier to read energy from a photo or do you find it the same? Oh no, It's, it's, well, hmm, that's a good question too. You know what? I don't even know because I don't even know how to answer that question because each circumstance is different, right? So if I am tapping into a photo, it's strong. Or if I'm seeing someone's picture, does he have to photo? Because nowadays it's on Facebook. You see a picture. So it's not actually like you're holding a photo or anything because back in the day, it's Polaroids all day long, twice on Tuesday. But now it's like Facebook-arama and you see all these pictures and stuff. Or if I'm on a Zoom call, I don't have to look at the person. I just tap in. I tap in. Then versus now is huge because back then I'd be just like tapping into anybody's energy. I didn't know anything about protection. I didn't know anything. You should probably ask permission. Um, you know, what is, oh no. I would love to get into that too at some point about protection. Cause I think that's something that people might not know of, or they might, or even people that work in this already and they work as a medium or a psychic, some people really stress protection and then others they don't really stress it because they feel like there's only good positive spirits around so I definitely think that's like a bigger conversation about like good bad spirits and energy mm-hmm. but I think protection in general is um something that's important to talk about too absolutely just just a thought just a, just a thought you wouldn't put your baby in a car seat and not buckle her in Right, of course. Yeah. Right. You know, and you wouldn't go, I don't know, skydiving without a parachute. Right. Okay. So these are the little depictions that I'm being shown. Like, like, say this, say this. I'm like, okay, okay, this makes sense. And, you know, and you probably, I don't know, you, I don't know, you wouldn't go white water rafting without maybe a helmet to protect your head and you know a life preserver should you be toppled over you need to have a sense of protection you can't go out willy-nilly and I mean you can you can do whatever you want but the things that I've seen and I've experienced and not because I don't look for it trust me I I sit in this thing called love vibration I don't go putting my energy into other things just because I feel this is where I need to be. And if I'm shown something that needs to be, this is a whole nother conversation, taken off of someone because there's a hitchhiker, that's because God says, um, we need to help here because they're, you know, maybe they had holes in the org field, which is another conversation. If I'm called to do something, I'm listening. And each person that I work with, it's not. It, the session's not for me. It isn't about me. I know that you're interviewing me and I appreciate that. And I think it's beautiful and I'm so thankful and I'm touched and I'm moved and all of that. But, you know, I believe this is for the listener. And what if what I have to say helps heal someone or helps move them through something that maybe they went through as a, as a child? 
you can come through it. You're not alone. There's a hand extended out for you, and not just by me, not by beautiful you, and not just from anybody else, but it's from the collective, people who are willing to learn, to love, to grow, to be that hand, to be that love for somebody in whatever manner that needs to be, whether that's mediumship, uh, medical intuitive, or doing an energy healing on someone. Or just loving them, just saying, hey, you know what? Let me hold you just for just a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. I love your sessions for that. I know like a lot of people have different offerings on their site and there'll be like 10 different offerings. But for you, I think that you just, you don't know what you're offering that day, right? Like everybody comes in thinking that they're here for something else, but spirit, God, your guides, they might have a different plan for you. So I do love how you just work very, you let yourself, you kind of, what you were saying, you push your body aside and you let your body be a clear channel. Did you always grow up religious? And then my second question would be, how does religion play a role in the work that you do now? Because I know there's some people that are really religious that are totally against anything to do with like spirit talk, psychic Reiki, chakras, even crystals. People are like, no, don't touch crystals. I would love to hear more about that. My mom was Catholic. And so I went to CCD classes for, I don't even know how many years, probably a few years because I was young and little. And I remember the little coloring book that you had to do. And I remember going to the Catholic church and having to bow and, and so with you and also with you, you know, and all this. This is where I remember. And then my dad was Lutheran, but I don't even know if he actually t- took us to church. I don't know. But I know that he was Lutheran, and I think I was baptized Lutheran as a little tiny person. And oh no! And then I grew up. I think once I graduated from high school, I started venturing out from Catholicism and Lutheran, and I went into like the Church of Nazarene, Presbyterian Church, Assembly of God Church, Pentecostal Church. That was interesting. I didn't know there was that many churches. <laughs> There's so many churches wow. and so many religions. I mean, holy smokes. Um, a non-denominational Christian church. And then I'm like every single church I was going into and I would like love it at first. And then I started, I don't know if I was being, I don't know. I just felt like there was something missing. I always felt like there was something missing. I felt like there was a lot of fear in it because I remember as a, as even being young, being terrified out of my brains that I was going to burn in hell if I made a single solitary mistake, you know, there's just so much I, I have learned. And, you know, I went into a Pentecostal church and I, I loved it because cool. I get to use my gifts because I always have been able to heal with my hands. Like I could sense heat in people. And I never understood it. I'm like, well, this, I put my hands on, wow, I feel so much better. I'm like, I don't know how, you know, that's super cool. But the Pentecostal church was the closest one that I could find that would accept my gifts. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, couldn't speak in tongues to save my life, but that's changed. That's happening. But, um, or light language or however you want to say it, speaking in tongues, light language, the Holy ghost. I mean, I don't know. Um, I just trust God. And so then I went into learning about shamanism. Then I became a shamanic practitioner. And then I learned about Buddhist 
in that way? Did I study the whole thing of Buddhism? No. And when this is what I come to understand. It's okay where everybody is. If they don't believe in crystals, if they don't, if they don't think that you should do that, it's okay. It's okay. That's where you are. It's totally fine. It is, doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. It's just where you are. And it's fine and it's beautiful. And but we're all growing and moving. And when I look at crystals, I think, well, God created them. They hold a frequency. It's proven. It's scientific. They have a frequency. Everything has a frequency. We are energy. We are frequency. And and that's how we feel each other. I know that I'm not the only one who's come to this analogy, but when you have been thinking about someone and then within a, I don't know, a few days, a week, or maybe that day, like, holy smokes, they call you, text you, you run into them. You're like, man, I was just thinking about you. And they're like, I was thinking about you too. It's just like this big, beautiful thing. And then, and then also too, I think about what all of these religions are. And they're great in their own right. And there's nothing wrong with any one of them. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. You are where you're supposed to be. Here's the line that I come to realize. And I discovered this and thought about this in 2005 when I lived in Anderson, Indiana. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I thought I came upon this great epiphany. Love. That is the common thread. And I see this thread to be gold. And it's interwoven into each one of these religion. And it is the common thread. And lo and behold, what is God? God is love and love is God. And in my feelings and in my beliefs and how I see and view things is that if you have experienced love, then you have experienced God. That's how I feel. And so what I do is I give all credit to God. I give all credit to Yeshua. I give the credit to the Holy Spirit. And because I could not, I almost want to cry about it, but I could not, would not want to, desire to do anything that I'm able to do without his guidance, his love, his grace. And if I can extend that to somebody else and give that to somebody else, and maybe it'll be like a defibrillator, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, I, oh, I, I, oh, oh God, that's how it feels. And, and if God is my reservoir. And so I just like, he just flows right through me. And I, and I hope, and again, I pray that his love is felt even within this. I can feel it in my heart. I'm just like, I'm emotional too. And I, yeah, I can agree more with what you said. And people can say that they don't agree with the, any of the things that we're doing, but at the end of the day, yeah, I believe also maybe it may not be on their learning journey or that we're not on the same paths and that's okay. But at the end of the day, we're, we're all looking for love. We all want love. The love, honestly, is one of those things that just brings us together. And when we do this work, we're not doing it for our egos and we're not doing it to be like, look what I can do. And like, we're performing monkeys, you know, we're right. doing it to make like an impact on people's lives. And it's all about love at the end of the day. You know, people miss a loved one and that love and that that feeling of missing somebody, some people can't even sleep at night. And if we can yeah. connect the two for them to even feel like a 
slither of that love that they shared with that person on the other side, like it makes this all worth it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I got full goosebumps. <laughs> I know I do too. I just, I love, I'm, I love, I'm loving this by the way. I just want to let you know. I'm loving it too. I'm <laughs> like so many little nuggets are just going to eat up and like, they're going to, they're going to love you so much. And I just couldn't wait to have you on to share all your wisdom. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> quick thing back to protection. I really wanted to ask you maybe yeah. some quick tips on like maybe three things people can do on a daily basis and not necessarily like people that work as mediums and they're connecting with spirit. So you want that protection for that. But do you find that people who don't work in spirituality, do you feel like they have to protect their energy on a daily basis or is it only when you kind of tap into this field? That's loaded. And I think that's, that's wonderful to ask that question retrospectfully looking back at my own life, because that is my best teacher. I know a lot of people follow me and um, they're not mediums and they're not psychics, but they're here because they want to learn from us. So they're in that stage of they're not developing. They're just curious. Yeah. I wonder if that's something that everyone should be doing. Like when they wake up in the morning, should we be protecting our energy? I know just from like a non-medium psychic view, I know it's important to protect, to protect our energy for an empath or if we're connecting with people in a day and like cutting cords and all that. I do know there, that there's that protection, but should we be protecting ourselves from anything other than that? I feel that even if you're not in our field, even if you're not in your field, I think that you should definitely be protecting yourself for sure. Start your day off. Start your day off before you pick up your phone. (laughs) If you want to start your day off with gratitude. Gratitude instantly is going to raise your vibration. Gratitude for the smallest of things, even your toothbrush, the water you get to rinse your mouth out with the lights that you get to have in your home, the food in which that nourishes your body, the eyes in which you get to see with, the ears you get to hear with, the voice you get to speak with, the heart you give to love with, and the hands and the arms that you get to embrace your loved one with. Start there. Then I would focus on maybe I would definitely ground. You got to ground because if you find yourself being flatty all over the place all all day long, that's your signal. Man, I I better probably ground. How do you do that? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Take a nice cleansing deep breath in and then breathe it out and imagine feet. Because if you don't know what chakras are, ain't going to help you. So imagine roots growing out of your feet, okay, and going down deep into the earth just grounding. You're just grounding. You're getting settled. And then what you would like to do is I would go with cleansing your energy. I know I'm going to get to the protection thing. Trust me. But I feel like if I don't add this, I'm doing a disservice. You got to cleanse your field because if you have gone to a grocery store, if you had a fight with your spouse, or this could be on the other spectrum, like, man, this person was so funny. And later on, you're still laughing about that. Cool. Keep that. But if you went to the store, you fought with your spouse and, and it's drained your energy and like, dang, you know, man, I am dragging. Or if you are in our field and you're dragging after a session, well, you're going to have to really cleanse just a little bit deeper. 
people unintentionally throw cords. Let's talk about cords since now we are there. Please don't cut cords. Don't cut cords. For the love of all that's holy, don't cut cords. First time I've heard don't cut cords. Don't cut cords. I'm going to explain it to you right here, right now, everybody. The biggest queen of cord cutting oh. everything. <laughs> oh, God, I love everybody so much. Now, for the longest time, I used to cut cords. Cut the cords. Cut the cords. Don't forget to cut the cords. Hey, did you cut the cords? Yeah, no. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> Do not cut cords. Okay, so if you can imagine, if you if you hold your hand up, I'm trying to create a visual for people. If you hold your hand up straight flat, like right in front of you sideways, like where your palm of your hand is facing out towards the right side of your body. This is for exercise purposes only. Take, that's your left hand, palm facing towards the right. Take your right finger, your pointer finger, your right pointer finger, and then you are going to push it through your other pointer finger and your middle finger. Just push it through. Your hand, the flatness of your hand is acting like the edge of your biofield, your electrical magnetic field, or as we understand it to be your aura. It's pushed through. If you cut that cord, cut the cord. Now take your two fingers here, your pointer finger and your middle finger, your scissors and cut it. Well, what's left over? You have the part of their energy field still locked into your field. You don't want to do that. You want to be solidly you. You don't want to walk around like baby Swiss with all these little itty bitty tiny holes for all this other energy to come pop in and say, hey, well, you missed this hole. Hmm. Okay. So what do you do? What do you do? You're not supposed to cut cords. You do what you want. If you would cut cords, if you cut cords, I don't care. But I would like to help you feel better energetically. Gently set the intention of gently, don't do it abruptly because nobody wants to feel the shock system. Because when you cut cords, you shock somebody else's system. When you cut that cord, it's dramatic. They can feel it. Trust me, they'll be calling you in a couple of days. Hey, by the way, <laughs> I was really thinking about you and we need to talk. Blah, 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 blah. No, that's why. Because you cut the cords and you shocked their system. You want to be gentle to the other person's system because we're all frequency and we're all interconnected. We are one. So we got to be really mindful when we're handling somebody else's energy. You set the intention, ask Archangel Michael, Yeshua, whoever you feel most called to ask, to gently pull the cord out of your field and clean it up. And then you want to replace that with love. Just fill that little itty bitty hole with love and you're solid. Please don't cut cords or do. It's fine. Even me, I'm constantly learning and I'm like, what? I've been cutting, 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 cutting. <laughs> I'm so good at like cutting out energy that doesn't belong anymore. Okay, now I'm going to ask to pull the cord gently and fill it with love. Amazing. Uh, yes, because if you if you don't fill that space up, this is what I learned in my shamanic practitioners class. If you don't fill it, you still have a little tear in your field and you don't want that hanging out for the party for lower vibratory energies, which they do exist, to kind of enter and mess with you. You know, it's just mindfulness. And it's a good spiritual practice and good spiritual hygiene, in my most humble opinion. Okay. And then how would we fill the court? Or how would we fill it with love? Do we just set that intention? Yeah. You just ask God, because God is pure love. And you can't go wrong there. I mean, and if you don't believe in God, okay. 
if you experience, we're going back to that again. If you experience love, cool. God is love. Love is God. Boom. Focus on love. Awesome sauce. Just put the sauce of love in, in your field and set the intention of filling any kind of holes, even ones you may not have remembered to do. Just set the intention. Every, all the cords I have pulled out, please fill all these holes up with love. I know what I'm going to be doing after this is filling all those little holes of where I cut the cords after. Do you have any tips for protection? Um, Yes. So just because you are not, or maybe you're not into mediumship or have being all the clairs, if you don't have all the clairs, it doesn't make a difference. You have something, you have the ability to do all of this stuff. I don't think this is limited to just us. It's if you open up the door and if you believe in, if you have faith, you can do it, in my opinion. And if you have love, you can definitely do it. But there's just a question in my mind. Even if you're not, you have to protect yourself because people are, man, they're taking energy all the time. And there is things out there. It just is. It just is. There's things out there that are unwanted. And if you are walking around and at the end of the day, you're wondering why you feel depleted, that proves, I believe, that people are taking your energy. And I would refer them to energy vampires. They just steal it. They suck it out like a siphon. Do you think that they do it intentionally or unintentionally? I think it goes both ways. It depends upon the person and where they are. But I believe people could be quite intentional about stealing, unfortunately. But I believe that to be true. And I believe there's other ones that are like, they have the best intentions ever, but they don't even know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're not meaning to do anything like that because but they don't even know what the heck's going on. Like, yeah, I feel so low and this person feels so great. They just take it. So how I would protect after you've grounded and after you've cleansed your field, how you protect is multiple ways, but I'll try to keep it brief. I do a lot um, because of the things that I do. So I'm really, really intentional about it. Focus on love. Focus on love. We can dive deeper for those of us that are like you and I who are in this field. We can dive deeper at a later time, but just to keep it, you know, understandable, focus on love, guys. Focus on love. Focus on source, spirit, you know, love is the best. And, you know, sit there quietly, close your eyes, take some cleansing deep breaths. Nice and easy because we can hold a lot of tension up in our chest and our shoulders and stuff. So do that breathing. It's really good for you. Feel uh, like you're looking up into the heavens, looking up into the higher realms, if you will, heavens, God, whatever you want to do. Call upon love to be washed over you like white diamond light. Okay. Just pour it all over you like a spotlight. Yeah. Kind of like the spotlight on, what am I seeing? The Pixar little boinky, boinky, boinky light. (laughs) Take that. Take that, how that light shines down. He just looks at you and he shines it down and lights up the whole thing. Imagine that light shining over you, but the light's pouring out this diamond white light and this gold light that showers all over you and above you and around you, all the way through you as your divine protection. And then I would imagine a mirror. This is really easy. Imagine a mirror that faces outward all the way around you, all the way around you. 
above you, below you. I mean, all around, like you're sat inside the middle of this mirror. This mirror does not face towards you. It faces outwards. And imagine it to be kind of like liquid, like a liquid mirror. Okay. Because you move, right? You can't imagine like a hard mirror. You don't want to shatter it. So just a liquid mirror. And the reason why I say that is because not everybody has the best intentions for you. This is true. Sad, but it's true. So you're setting the intention that this mirror protects you from somebody being able to protrude through it, to send an icky thought or words or actions towards you. It basically, it reflects back onto them and it kind of plants a seed in their heart. Like, Ooh, that didn't feel good. Ooh, I probably, maybe I shouldn't do that, but it plants a seed. I take it a little bit step further and say that when it gets back to them, that it's sent with pure love. It's not like here, you know, I'm going to have this sent back to you sevenfold, sevenfold with love. I need you to feel that love, but I also, it's like a lesson but I want to do it in a love way. So when it does hit them, it doesn't hit so bad. I don't want to cause ill harm towards anyone. But it, it, even in the Bible, I think it says something along the lines of if someone was to come against you or somebody, it'd be sevenfold or something like that. I, I can't remember. I'd have to look that up. Daniel John would know all of that and memorize it probably has it memorized because he's freaking brilliant. But anyways, it's somewhere in the Bible where it says that. I mean, that's it. Just let it rock and roll. There's other deeper things that I do, but that I think will help you. And at the end of the day, when you get home, pull cords from anyone that you came in contact with. And even those people that were in your vicinity, because people are, we're all interconnected, right? And we can feel the people collectively. It, It is so. And so you want to make sure you're pulling everybody's energy out of your field. Wash your hands. And not just because you, not for just physical hygiene, but spiritual hygiene. Because you get, you pick up stuff with your hands, like little micro magnets. They get onto your hands, they're little particles. So all y'all who do what we do, wash your hands after every single session, please. You will feel so much better. Even though you're pulling cords, you get these little fragments that are hanging out. That's why you cleanse the field because you can miss something. But after a session, please wash your hands. Please, please, please. That reminds me because when I worked with you, I actually have this little spray bottle that you told me to make. This one is just water and lavender. And even between every mediumship session, between every spirit, I believe it was you, you were like, okay, between every spirit, spray this on your hands and then rub it together. And I love this, just the smell smells good. I'll just spray my bed. But also when we were doing, um, I did my master's with you for Reiki, or that was so beneficial that you told me to use this spray in between every chakra or every area that I'm working on with my client. Otherwise, you're just kind of rubbing everything around. You're not really cleansing. If I'm working in your, your, um, your heart chakra, I might have like the residue right on my hands. And then if I put my hands above your crown or your third eye, I'm just moving it around your body in different chakras. So that was really transformative. And I always spray my hands in between, like even I'll just, I'll just do it now. 
And have you noticed a difference between doing that now versus not having done it? I It just feels more spiritually clean. It just feels, I guess the body just feels more light. And it feels like I'm actually clearing and cleaning in that okay. way. Like, but I've, I've okay. always thought about that in my mind. I was like, why aren't I just moving everything around? But now it's like, I just feel like, you know, when you, you have a clean house, you can see it. It's clean. It's sparkling. It's just, I feel like that. I have that feeling when I'm working with people now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad that it helped you. I think it would help a lot of people. It's, it's called spiritual hygiene. You know, so what would you recommend for other people to put in their bottles? So they recommended for my pranic healing teacher, he says to use um, lavender um, or you can use frankincense. Those are kind of like the two main go-tos um, that I do personally um, because they're cleansing. And you could probably put myrrh in it if you want to. Myrrh doesn't smell as great as frankincense or lavender. So especially if you happen to be working with someone, you want to make sure the scent is good while you are spraying. And you can also take the spray if you're in person. Well, I still do this. Even if I'm not in person, I'll just spray it because I am bringing your subtle body towards me to me, or I'm going to you. It just depends on which direction God leads me to, because again, it's not my session, it's not my show. And so I'll spray the field just to, just to kind of cleanse everything around them. And, um, but I do that in person as well. I'll spray it right all over them. Okay. And so you'll do yourself and then you'll spray them also. Yeah. When I'm called. Mm-hmm. And it's just water and lavender, right? Like a mix of both. A mix of both. And so you can use a smaller bottle or a bigger bottle. doesn't make a difference. I have a bigger bottle because I'm spraying all the time. But, um, if you use a bigger bottle, gauge it. Well, you want to make sure you can smell the oil. You can put 20 drops in there. If you're using a two ounce bottle like you have, um, which I think it's two ounce. If you have a two ounce bottle, you could put in, I don't know, like 10 drops okay, or something or start at 10. And then if you don't smell it quite enough, then just put a few more in until you start to get that scent. But you don't want to like overdo it. Just when you start to smell the smell, um, then cut it off and just shake it up before each use, you know, that's what I would do. Awesome. So I definitely feel like you left people with a lot of uh, tips and tricks and things that they can actually do starting today and starting tomorrow when they wake up. So I think that's really helpful. When I was doing my Reiki's master's with you, I found that to be really interesting of how I do Reiki now. Like, because when I say like, oh, I have a Reiki session, sometimes I feel like I'm it's not a typical Reiki session. I feel like people will come to me and be like, oh, I've never had a Reiki session like that before. But I think there's a lot of things I do behind the scenes that they're not aware of that you've taught me during the Reiki Masters, which is really cool because I think that, as you said, that you're a conduit with spirit and there's certain things that spirit was bringing to you during that like session with me. And um, I believe that we, I learned some, like, would you say some shaman, like tips and tricks that you taught me? Yes, shaman. And I also taught you some um, pranic healing. That's with a spray and mm-hmm. some healing touch because I do that too. I didn't even list that. There's so much stuff that I do. I, I just like, I need, I don't look at it as individual stuff anymore. I just merge it all together. Mm-hmm. I just merge it all together. And I, you know, it's funny that you say that. And I think it's beautiful that you're telling me that and sharing that with me 
and that I shared all my other tidbits, not all of them, just little pieces. I thought, gosh, you know, I, well, I want her to go out there. I want her to be as knowledgeable as possible. So that way she just moves out of the way because you don't need the symbols when it comes to right. You don't need the symbols. I mean, Jesus didn't have symbols. Yeshua. He didn't use symbols before he put his hands on someone. He just did. He just trusted. And I, I believe that he saw the body in perfect form and that it's just the illness or whatever it was, wasn't there. He just saw the sight or he saw the total wellness of the body. Bam. But when you're listening to God and what I'm hearing you say is that they've never had a session like that before you're, and I think it's beautiful. I'm so glad you're sharing that with me. I, I think it's beautiful because you are, you're really moving out of the way and you're just letting spirit rock and roll. And as, as a teacher, I'm really happy to hear that you're doing that. Um, and that is the best sessions that you're going to get. And when you have different tools in your toolbox, when you're learning different healing modalities, you can tap into what, however spirit calls, oh, this, and it's automatic, boom. Okay, this. And you may even come to find out or understand or learn that he's teaching you something that you don't find in books. And I believe that happened with you too while I was teaching. Like, you know, this is not books and I'm just teaching you, you know, um, because I just listen to God. Even while I'm teaching people, I just listen and I just let him, him move. Even, if, even in that. Yeah. yeah. It feels like very, every time I'm with you, it feels very customized, right? Like if I'm telling somebody else, oh, I didn't, my, she teaches Reiki. Um, but, but at the same time, it's like, we'll learn the same basics, but like, I feel like each of us as individuals, um, different things will come through of what I need to know and what this person needs to know. Um, and that's why I think you really stand out to me as a teacher. And I like want to work with you. It's just, I trust that what I'm meant to learn with you is it will, will come through and I'm not going to question it. And it's not the same thing that you teach every single person. And like you said, it's not like you open the book and it's a textbook and you have to memorize it. You stand out as a teacher in that way. And your connection is just with the divine is it's always, it's, it's so strong. And I, I haven't seen any other teachers work the way you do. So I just wanted to, um, oh. to express that to you that. I love working with you and I recommend you to everybody. And that's why you're here today. Cause I'm just wanted to share you with everybody. Oh, I'm, t- I'm, I, I don't even know what to say, but I'm very taken back and I'm very humbled because I, I look at myself as just Nikki. I'm just, I'm very humbled. And so thank you. You know, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It, I give it all to God. <laughs> I just give it all to him. So <laughs> that's, that's why I'd like kind of have to bow my head because I'm like, I don't know. I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be me if without him. I would not be me without him, period. And I can feel the love um, from you. So yeah, I love just being in your energy. And you can feel the difference between with like someone who's just working from love and like beaming with love and rather than somebody who's may not be. So I think that people will definitely be able to even just to feel it like, because this is an audio, we're looking at each other on an audio video, but people are just going to hear your voice and they... I feel like even just through your voice, it's so healing and beautiful. And people are really going to um, connect with you in that way too. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Are you ready for some rapid fire, Nikki? Let's do it. Rapid fire. So some of the questions you can go as quick as you want, but if there's other ones that you want to um, not be so rapid, that's okay too. Okay, let's do it. First question is, what was your dream job when you were a child? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Ooh, me too. I love that. 
What's your favorite vacation spot that you've been to? Sanibel Island. I know it's probably not like a big thing, but I've never really traveled a lot. So Sanibel Island, just because the beach is very nice and white. And I get shells, which is freaking cool. And the water is warm there. Is that in Georgia? It's in Florida. Okay. What's one place that you want to travel since you said you haven't traveled too much in your life? I would like to go to Bali. What's your most embarrassing moment? (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Okay. I have so many. God, I'm so special. Well, okay. This happened yesterday. Oh, my God. I don't even want to share it, but I'm going to anyway. Because why not? I'm human. I am myself. So, sweet Jesus. Okay. (sighs) God. Okay. This is, you've entered a judge-free zone. My friends had taken me out to my very first Persian restaurant yesterday. And it was so beautiful on the inside. It was gorgeous. I don't know diddly squat about Persian food. Okay. Just saying. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I keep saying the G-O-D word. I'm so sorry. But anyhow, they get the salad. It's got walnut. It's awesome. I know what that is. And feta, which I know what feta is, obviously. And they had spearmint leaves. Okay, cool. Got that. Check. And so I grab a bundle of the stuff with that was added onto it. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of eating them and it's sort of looking like grass. And I hold it up and I look at the grass. I go, is this grass? Am I eating grass? And because it looked like someone pulled grass out of the ground and I was eating grass. And they said, no, it's tarragon. And I'm like, oh. Okay, it looks like grass, but okay, cool. So that was weird. But here's the biggie. So one of my friends had ordered lamb. Now I've never had lamb. I've never had Mary had a little lamb, never had that. When I think about a lamb, I think purity. I think you probably shouldn't eat that. But you do you, do you. It's cool. And so this girl's eating this lamb, you know, looks really pretty. Mm, God, help me. And I said, you know what? I'm venturing out. I'm trying new things that I've never tried before. I'm stepping out into the wild frontier of lambhood. And so I I said, can I just try a bite of that? And so I grabbed just a little, she tries to give me a big, huge bite. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're talking, give me just a little bit, just a little bit. Because the interior of this lamb looked, looked like a yellow liver. I mean, a sick liver. And I'm like, oh God, do I really want this? And so I sniff it because I'm not sure. Now this place is pristine. This place is creme de la creme. You, you'd come here, you dress nice. You don't know. Okay. You definitely don't pick up a piece of food and smell it. Well, I did because I am myself, like I said, so I smell it. I'm like, Oh, I do not like the smell. I'm like, mm. I'm like, I have committed. I'm going to try this. And I don't know if I have a sensory issue. I don't know, but I put it in my mouth and Oh, I took a bite. You know, you chew it. Okay. And all the flavor was coming through and if everybody can just see me put my hands to the sides of my face saying oh my gosh it was the worst thing ever and I don't know if anyone's like me when you want to get it out of your mouth as quickly as you possibly can and all you have is a cloth napkin because I'm sitting there with it in my mouth thinking I can't swallow it nope I can't swallow it and so I'm like you guys listen I'm sorry and so I take it out of my mouth onto the napkin have the napkin in in my lap, right? I would wad it up in my lap. 
And then I forget, I continue eating. I just have it in my lap, you know, because I don't want any waitresses getting it. I have it in my lap. And then all of a sudden I forget that it's in my lap. And I pick up the napkin to wipe my mouth with this menopause. I don't know. And it rolls out onto the floor. My piece of lamb rolls out onto the floor. Plop. Oops. So where did that come from? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, don't tell I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. So then, you know, listen, I'm taking my my foot and I'm sweeping it back up underneath this bench. <laughs> you know, no one's going to see this, you know. They'll be like, oh, freaked out. Some girl didn't like that food. But that was pretty embarrassing. But yeah, that's that's it, girl. Okay. I, I saw it totally going a different direction. I wasn't sure where the story was going, but I'm like, okay, I'll give that maybe a seven out of 10. Seven out of 10? For embarrassment scale. <laughs> I got a better one. Okay. I came out of the bathroom at my place of employment. I was wearing a dress and I wear shorts underneath my dress because I'm, you know, I am, I don't mind seeing my booty, but came out of the bathroom. I'm walking around the salon and the girls are laughing at me it's near closing time. There's only one customer in there. Thank God I wear shorts underneath my underwear. I mean, underneath my dresses. And uh, my sh- my dress was tucked up, tucked up mm. in my shorts. And so I'm walking around with my booty hanging out. I love when that happens. <laughs> you know, what do you do? Yeah, I've mo- mooned a couple people in my days too, but that sucks when that happens. You're like, oh my gosh, how long has it been like tucked in for? Like that's all days. <laughs> okay, who knows? But those are my two things. I'm sure I have more. I have a lot, but it's I don't really embarrass easily. It just I just laugh at myself mostly, but that's okay. Amazing. Thank you for sharing those. I know it's a vulnerable time when you're like, oh no, do I have to should I tell this story? I know. <laughs> Which animal would you want to reincarnate as? Ooh, um, I would like to reincarnate as as a white elephant. That's very specific. Yes. What made you choose a white elephant? Well, I had one come to me in a vision, which I believe is one of my power animals. Um, just very majestic, very pure but peaceful, very smart, um, knowledgeable, calm. It just came in so gracefully. I, I, If I were to do that, I would come in like that. So that way, if I came in as a presence for somebody else, that they would feel like my love is big. So I feel that that would show my love being so big and white being like this, I don't know, white light of God and Ah, I don't know. Just maybe take my little tusk thing and wrap it around people. I love you. You know, Aww. you're going to feel in a very big way. And so that's just kind of, I, I think that's why, that's why I would do that. That's so sweet. Yeah. And you can just like wrap them up and just give them like a hug with your trunk. <laughs> I've seen yeah. that. That's adorable. And I love that you're wearing white right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. What is your guilty pleasure? Pleasure is dark chocolate. Oh, okay. Like literally and love dark chocolate. And once every few weeks, I have to have a hot fudge sundae with extra, extra hot fudge. And I will mostly eat the hot fudge and still discard most of the ice cream. 
go to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Oh, you guys have Dairy Queen in Georgia. I wasn't sure. Oh, we do. <laughs> and if they if I get it and it's it doesn't look like there's enough hot fudge, I'm like, um, can I please have some more hot fudge? <laughs> I I sometimes will take the top off of the the oh. you know how the it forms the little ice cream cone thing. Mm-hmm. I will shave that off and chuck it out the window. And my husband's like, why did you do that? You just waste it. I said, well, I'm not here for the ice cream. I'm here for the hot fudge with a little bit of ice cream. Okay. What is your favorite book? It's going to sound cliche, but I like it more now because that, that I'm understanding it and delving deeper into it in different ways to understand it. I would say the Bible. Okay. Um, but the reason why I believe that would be my favorite book um is because it's the one I've more I've read more. I have not read the entire thing. I'm just just to be honest, I haven't. Um because all the names the he so begat this, begat that, I, I just you lose me in that. But um because I want to read, I want to read the story, I want to hear everything, you know, and learn everything. But now that I'm learning it in a different level a deeper, richer level through the, I, through the book called Aramaic Jesus. Um, if y'all haven't read the book, it's on audible, listen to it, buy the book, read along if you're not audio, but if you're audio and visual, then you can read it together, but it gives you applications that you can even do because Jesus, Yeshua spoke Aramaic. And so I think it's beautiful how it kind of breaks it down so you can correlate and connect and give more rhythm, more breath into the word of God um, or how scripture says, how it's been transcribed like a bazillion times. Well, I know about, about bazillion, but you get the point lots. And so it's kind of like the telephone game. <laughs> but um, I think I think being able to dive deeper into it has given me a grander, um, expansive, mm, dimensional growth into the word of God. It literally breathes life into it. And then it it, it speaks to your soul. Um, I would recommend also praying before you read any book. So that way the Holy Spirit talks to you and gives you more understanding on the level in which you're able to receive it. So yeah, that's why the Bible. Okay. That's a great answer. And it's one of those books. I think that you you can never read it enough, right? You're always learning new things every time you dive into it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite quote to live by or verse in the Bible? You can choose. Mm. I like um, John 14 verse 12. And he says, prescription, he who forever believes in me can do all the things that I can do and many more miraculous things. Why do I love that? Um, because I believe in him so much and because I do so many things that are not even listed, like in the Bible, like medical intuition, communicating with animals. Um, you know, there's so many things, sound therapy there. I can go on. <laughs> But there's so many things and many more miraculous things. He doesn't break it down. He doesn't break it down. But it's like if you trust and you believe and you have faith and you love and you do things out of love, with love, share love, 
be love. You can't, you can't go wrong. And it kind of gives you freedom to walk with him. Just brings so much peace, I think, in that message. And just that, that you're not alone. And for people that might think that they are alone and they're going through the hard times, it's like, they're never walking this path alone. There's always somebody, never. whether you see them or you don't see them, there's always somebody. And uh, whether it's an angel or whether it's um, an ancestor or a loved one. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's beautiful. Thank you. What is your ideal Friday night? <laughs> well, Sally. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love being cozy in my home with my animals and I I love having that downtime to slow down. I I've never been like a real bar person. I just I don't know, I've just never been that. I'll do I love to sing karaoke though. Let's call that out. Um if I could do karaoke on a Friday, maybe I would. Which I but I've only have done it at a friend's house. I do it at home. I will I have a whole speaker sound system here and I have a different whole mic, you know. I've got two different kinds of mics and mm-hmm. I love to sing. And even if I'm home alone on a Friday night and I feel like singing, I'm going to sing and mm-hmm. I'm going to have a little karaoke thing all by myself. But um, I just like being surrounded with my animals. I have six. <laughs> yeah. So Gosh, I'm so jealous. I want <laughs> like I have one and I'm like, I need like a hundred. <laughs> right. If I could live on like a farm where I can like, I don't know, <laughs> take in animals and have like a refuge or something I would but really I have a bigger plan so <laughs> I love that I think we're both Tauruses so we both just want to be cozy in our own home and just like relax and I'm not like I I'd rather do a night in also for a Friday night and just be home with the with the pup him it's a unique thing this is a good message for people though <sighs> don't die with your dream in your heart Hmm. let it come out no matter what it takes even if you're just just beginning it and and just trust just just jump jump people jump don't wait until it's too late please you know and when you find yourself walking into the path that the little dream that you have it's a little dream and you and you and all of a sudden starts to come into light grab it with both hands man and just do it because you don't have to suffocate in a job that you're in that you don't want to be in. You don't have to be suffocating doing something you don't want to do. That's not your soul song. And that is part of what I do. I bring people's soul song to surface so that when you can come into all of who you're supposed to be, please don't die with that dream in your heart. <sighs> That's exactly where I wanted to go with this. I was like, okay, are you psychic? Are you reading my mind? Yes. I have like, ESPN, like- Yes. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's often people's regret on their deathbed is not doing what they wanted to do. And I think that at this age or any age, just realizing that and just going, I think just that honestly, just thinking about like having no regrets at the end of my, my, my days of being here, that's actually almost like the number one motivating force for me to actually do the thing. Right, because the oh, there's no better time than now. If you don't do it now, is it ever going to happen? Is it never going to be the right time? Exactly. If not now, when? Exactly. Uh, Tomorrow. Sometimes I think, uh, 
I'm sorry. So yeah, sometimes, that's a beautiful message. Thank you. Sometimes I kick myself on, on some of the things that I've been, Spirit's been guiding me to do and I just haven't done it and I'm going to, so. This is your sign. This is your little nudge. <laughs> I know. Thank I you. love how messages will come through us to tell to tell other people, but then they're often a message for us, us as well. So I love that. Me too. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Um, uh, yes. Okay. So, do you know, on the first episode of the first season, this is the, the question. So I'm not sure if you're a big bachelorette fan like me, but okay. So they have to, everyone has to do like a limo entrance. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Okay. What would your limo entrance be to try to impress this bachelor? <laughs> God help me. If you guys can see Nikki right now, her face is down and her hands are on her face. Well, but the way that I see myself is not how I have always seen myself. So I would wear a white, like um, shimmery gown, and it would be elegant and. Um, it would fit, you know, the upper part because I need a little help there <laughs> anyway, but it would feel that it would be tasteful and, and it would go down and it would be this, the, the material, not, not a taffeta, like ballroom, none of that garbage. I'm talking elegant. Mm-hmm. It would flow down a cascade down onto the ground and become it would have movement. It would not the mermaid stuff. I'm talking, it would fit nice up through the bodice and it would a line down and it would just fall gracefully and be beautiful. And as I walked, it would move with me as I was walking and it'd be like, I'd be walking on air, um, gliding almost. And it would really show an outward expression of how I feel about myself on the inside. And I, that's how I would, that's, that's how I would come in and I would just be myself and I would set the intention of showering love all over the place because that's just who I am. I feel like I'm in the dress the way that you're describing it. And wow, that's beautiful. Is there like a pickup line that you would use? Cause I know you're funny. You're funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> people sometimes will drop in like a joke and then they'll be like, hi, my name is. Michelle, nice to meet you. And then sometimes they'll do like a joke or something. I, I feel like you'd be cute, like you're cute, friendly, loving yourself, but I feel like you'd yeah. do something funny. I would. And I would basically say, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> you know, because I'm there, like he came to see me and I wasn't coming yeah. to see him. He was coming to see me. So I was like, thank you for seeing me. <laughs> thank you for coming to my mansion. <laughs> you're... That's awesome. Okay. Definitely has your personality in it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, my cheeks are like, like hurting from smiling so much. What's your favorite crystal? If you can only pick one, like one crystal that you could cover your whole entire bedroom with. Ooh, like um, angel quartz. And why? Because it's has angel in it. And I am connected to my angels and I, 
I feel them all around me all the time and they're flying all around me all the time. And so angel quartz is like, it's a, it's a divine crystal. And, you know, and I know that God made it. And so the love would just pour through it. This more intense, it is a beautiful, beautiful crystal. If you have not seen an angel quartz, it's this really blue colored quartz. Oh, it's so stinking beautiful. And, and the way that it's cut, it's just, it's just such an amazing, beautiful crystal. That's why I, I don't have that. that one. Do you have that one or don't? No, I don't have that one. I didn't even know it was blue. I thought it was yeah. uh, there. I got this one the other day. Lumin- and the Lemurian. I have a Lemurian quartz too. That's a big one. Those are amazing. You should hold that quartz. Uh, you can do what you want, <clears throat> but hold the quartz and and sit with it. And if you, there should be ridges on it, mm-hmm. right? So if you rub on those ridges and if you're meditating, you can get messages and it will tell a story for you about where it was, where it came, what it went through to get to where it is now. You can do some auto writing with that as well. It's a good way to connect with spirit. It's it's super cool. Everything tells a story. Even trees tell stories. You can lean your back up against one, ask it. It's very intuitive. Trees are very intuitive and it'll tell you a story as well. They, everything uh-huh. has a message for you because God is in everything underneath your rock. You can find God, you know, that's in the Bible per scripture. <laughs> Got to add the per scripture thing. Totally. Okay. I love that. What's the best prank that you have ever played on somebody or what's the best prank that someone's ever played on you? My daughter's pulled plenty of pranks on me. You know what she does? She yeah. will be, she's, She's such a booger. She gets a, such a charge out of scaring the shit out of me. She loves it. I will walk <laughs> into the room and, and she'd be hiding. She's hiding. And she's got the recorder going. And I can't tell you how many times she's caught me scaring the shit out of me. She does it all the time. When she lived here with me until she moved out. Thank God my heart can be at rest now. Oh not knowing if I skip a beat. I, I kid you not. But no, she w- she just waits for it. You know, and I, I pulled it back at her and I'd be, I hide and get it's it right back. Fun, though. It's fun to do it to somebody, isn't it? I'm, I'm the worst. I'll be that, per- I'll be your daughter. I'm hiding and like preparing 20 minutes ahead of time. Okay. They're coming home. I'm going to wait behind the door. <laughs> I do have done that a lot. I've done that with my husband too. What is your love language? Well, mine is physical touch and words of affirmation. Um, I don't need, I don't need all the gifts and frills and crap. I just don't want to feel invisible in a relationship. I, I want to know that you see me. I want to be sane. I don't want to feel like I have to fish so I can feel like I'm seen. And there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you have to beg. Do you feel this way? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Or, or, or do you think about these things or, you know? You can't feel invisible in a relationship. I think it's important that in a relationship that you learn each other's love language and practice it. So that way one person doesn't feel like they're starving to death. It's like one of those conversations where it's important to have, I think, from the very beginning. Otherwise, one person's not going to be happy if they're not receiving it. For my love language, it's also the same as yours. Physical touch and words of affirmation. So when I'm giving out the way that I like to receive love, that's not how they like to receive that love. My partner likes acts of service. 
but it's like, oh, I didn't even think about doing that because that's not how I like to receive. Right? Yeah, no, I understand. And it's, it's sad though. Sometimes when you're in a relationship early on, people give you the things of whatever your love language is. And then when you get into the relationship deeper, they pull the rug and you're like sideswiped and you're like, uh, what is going on? And there's nothing worse than that. And I, I've been there. So, I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's not awesome, but I think it's beautiful when that person finally comes back around to saying, oh, snap. And some people do and some people don't. Yeah. That's very true. What, what advice would you have for somebody that who is, go, who'd be going through that? Giving like, it all. Who had the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. It hits you sideways. You, you don't see it coming. All of a sudden, it's like, like little by little. It starts to disappear. And they think, well, you know, we've been in this relationship for a blah, blah, blah time. You should know that I love you. Mm-hmm. My suggestion would be don't let somebody ever get to the point where they have to question if you do love them. And for the person who is feeling invisible, man, you, you can't rely on somebody else to bring you that happiness or that love. You can't. You can't. It, it, somebody else isn't going to make you feel like, isn't going to fulfill you. You have to be able to stand and find that love within. But the way that you find that love within is developing a relationship with God, with Yeshua. I mean, that's just my opinion. Developing a relationship. He talks to you all the time. He wants to hear from you. He's listening. He's with you all the time. And when you start giving love back to yourself through God and allowing him to shower you with that love, then you're no longer looking, searching, hoping for that person that you're with to give it to you because you don't need it. Funny thing happens along the way. When they start seeing you change, become stronger, because you're getting to know who you are. You're beginning to allow God to love you. You begin to love yourself. They see the change. They're like, whoa, Nellie, what happened here? Then they want to start working on themselves. It shakes them a minute. Like, whoa, how are you strong all of a sudden? It shakes them. Mm -hmm. Then they have to deep dive or you have to make a decision. Yeah. I think you have to make a choice. People to hear. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. Okay, so that's all the rapid fire for today. Okay, <laughs> I will hand over to Nikki, and I think she wants to do a guided meditation or whichever you're feeling drawn to at this moment. I think I want people to kind of get to know themselves in a meditative state. Okay, so I invite everyone to, at this point, we're going to go into a guided meditation. I'm going to walk you through a grounding process. So I want to make sure everybody's protected. And before we go into this, before you go into any kind of meditation, I think it's important that you are protected. So before we go into a meditation, I want to make sure everybody is grounded and protected. And as you should do before you go in any meditative state, because it kind of alters your mind a little bit and calms your spirit. Maybe you're not so aware of everything all around you. I want to make sure that you're protected so you can let go. Um, Let all the stress fade away. 
Just take a few moments here now to call upon God, Yeshua, Jesus, Holy Spirit, love, whatever you're most comfortable. Call them in for to protect you with love, with light. However you want to do this, it's up to you. Just give you a few moments to do that. So now we're going to imagine the roots going down deep into the ground through your feet. Get into a comfortable position. Ambient lighting is good for you or no lights. It's up to you. Be comfortable. You can sit. You can lay down. Take your time. Get adjusted. And we're going to imagine roots going out through our feet into the ground, to the crust of the earth, mantle all the way down to the core, just grounding, saying hello to the earth mother, Gaia. And then we're going to draw her energy all the way up, 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 up. Imagine this beautiful current just going all the way up, all the way up to your heart chakra. Just connect there and you may hear a click or get a vibration when that happens. Just give me a moment. And now we're going to go all the way up, 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 up through the top of our head, which is the crown chakra. All the way up, 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 up. Bring that love all the way up. And we're going to connect with Source, God, Yeshua, love. We're going to imagine this golden, beautiful light pouring all the way down through us, around us, connecting into the heart space. And you may hear a click, vibration warmth all the way around you, through you, above you, below you. Now I'm going to invite you to do three deep cleansing breaths. We're going to inhale through our nose. And we're going to count while we're inhaling. We're going to make that belly big. We're going to go into the lower level of our belly. This is your natural rhythm of breathing. So take a deep cleansing breath in. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold your breath. Two. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six. And squeeze, squeeze, squeeze all the excess air out. Hold two. Inhale through your nose. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold two, three, four. Exhale through your nose. Squeeze, 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 squeeze all that air out. And hold two. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. And hold, two, three, four. And then exhale, 
all the way out, get all of the stagnant energy out, all the things that are no longer serving you, get it all out. Out, 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 out. Squeeze, 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 and hold two. And now breathe naturally as you would. Now we're going to focus on our head and relaxing the muscles, smoothing and softening the muscles. Now we're going to move down into your neck and your shoulders. And we're going to smooth and soften the muscles. We'll move down to the front of the chest, upper back. Down through the arms. I'm going to smooth and soften the muscles. Just let go. Just let it all go. We're going to move further down into the abdomen, into the lower back, into the hips. And we're going to smooth and soften the muscles. Just let go. Let the tension go. Know you're loved in this space. Now we're going to move down into the thighs, to the calves, to your shins, to your ankles, to your feet and your toes. And we're going to let love move through you and soften and smooth all of your muscles. Just breathe nice and easy. Know you're loved. We're going to move up. Focus on the abdomen. And in this middle of your stomach is called the solar plexus. And if you look closely, you'll see a light. About the size of a half dollar coin. Just imagine that bright little light. Just focus on that for a moment. This is your central source of power. This is you. We're going to expand this light in diameter and make it bigger. So it fills your abdomen, fills your chest. Breathe nice and easy. And we're going to expand it even further. Up into our headspace, through our arms, through our legs. Make it big, so bright. Welcome to you. You are. A beautiful being of light. We're going to push this light now deep into our bones, deep into our arteries, our veins, our muscles, our organs. Let's move it in deeper, reigniting, restoring, revitalizing. Every single cell, every neuron in your brain, 
revitalizing your eyes, your ears, your voice, your heart. And this light's going to push out through your fingertips, through your toes, through your eyelashes, through the tips of your hair. This is all beautifully you. You are energy. You are light. You are one with God. And this love and this light that is filling your space, that it comes from God. And He's helping you restore everything in you, loving you, nurturing you. And I'm going to sit here and just allow you to be in this space to harmonize with your creator, to harmonize with love. Now, so be it. Now, we're going to come back. Feel the floor beneath you, the bed beneath you, the chair, what is above you, the ceiling, maybe you're outside. What you're hearing, bring that into your awareness. We're going to come back so gently, coming back into your body. You can come here into the space anytime and harmonize with God in any moment. Feel his love wrapped around you like a warm blanket. Know you are loved. Wiggle your fingers. Wiggle your toes. Stretch yawn if you want to. When you're ready, gently open up your eyes. And let all the stress melt away. You are loved in this space. So be it. So be it. And so it is. I love you. You are loved. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> like it's such a calm, energized state right now but that was so beautiful thank you for sharing i know people are going to be asking what's the best way that people can reach out to you um you can find me on google i am monarch healing center and you have to type in salt tea georgia so you can find me and on there you'll see my website you'll find some reviews on there as well testimonials of people who have shared their experiences with me uh, my phone number is listed there as well 
I am on Facebook underneath Monarch Healing Center, Psychic Medium, Medical Intuitive. You can find me there as well. You can look me up on my website as well, Monarch Healing Center at durable.co. So you can find me on Instagram, Monarch Spiritual underscore healing underscore one, 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 one. Perfect. Okay. So if you guys want to hear more of Nikki or connect with Nikki um, in any of the ways that she works, um, feel free to check her out on all of her websites and Instagram handles and even her telephone numbers on Google. What was that no, that song? Jamie, I got your number. <laughs> I want to make you mine. I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm sorry. I break out in songs sometimes, but it works. That's okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was You're a welcome. pleasure, and I'm sure we can end up having a part two and a part three and a part four. And there's just always so much to talk about with you. Oh, thank you, thank you so much for thinking about me and sharing time with me and opening up this experience. I really appreciate it. Of course. Okay. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you.